This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. How are you doing today? Michael Zuber, One Rental at a Time. And yes, it is your three amigos, our Thursday afternoon sessions. And once again, we are taking a topic from our private Facebook group that all three of us are a part of. It is called One Rental at a Time Works. You get access to that only if you buy the course, How to Get Started One Rental at a Time, which has information and education from all three of us. We have house hacking from Matt and self-management from Dion. By the way, Dion, when's that uh, you know next uh, next video coming on that uh, that really cool thing? That really cool thing. That really cool thing. It the binder strategy. It should be recorded this weekend um, because next weekend I'm traveling for a month. Oh, uh, so I want to get it done before that. I'm going to get in a truck and find the USA. It's out here somewhere. Fine, <laughs> just go north, go south. <laughs> I'm just I'll find somewhere for a month. Yeah, that, we're going to go take that for you. That ought to be fun. That, that'll exactly. Be so I'll get it done before then. Okay, cool. That's And it's called the? The Binder Strategy, and it'll be something current. I haven't got the name yet. Yeah. And the whole idea is how you get you get tenants to ask for rent increases and make the tenant happy to do that. So, uh, and again, that will be put in the course. But let's talk about the question at hand, and that is the most recent transaction. And just so uh, Matt knows what we're going to talk about here, let's also talk about what refis we're doing now, broadly speaking. Um, let's talk about basically what we're doing in our business the last 30 days or so. Uh, why don't we go to Dion first? Closed on a property May 27th. Okay. So it's been a couple months, which means I need to get to work and find the next one. I like it. Um, I'm actually helping a friend buy her first duplex right now. And because I'm so greedy, like our commenter said, yeah, um, I've actually paused my search while I work because she's in the same market. I'm going to help her find the deal I would buy oh. and then handheld her walk her through the purchase. Yeah, dude, that's greedy. Stop that. It's so, I need to stop that. <laughs> stop so it. bad. Um, but my last purchase was a duplex here in Washington State. Mm -hmm. uh, 400000 purchase offer. Negotiated down $2,500 with the inspection report. Um, rents were... Oh, these are the details for the binder uh, video. Rents were $1,150. After the binder strategy, two months later, which I just finished, rents are now currently $1,460 at the tenant's request. Nice. Um, with my return calculated, I bought it thinking I would get about an 8.9%, which is a little lower than I like in my market because eight's average. I like to shoot for 10. Mm -hmm. But with the binder strategy and some other costs being less than I thought they were going to be, I thought it was going to need a roof. It's only six years old. Uh, my return is uh, almost 11%. Not a bad deal. And are you, have you ever refied any of your debt rates and terms or anything? I refied two in 2020. Okay. I'm in the middle of the pandemic when everybody yeah. was afraid of doing anything, but 5.5% um, interest rate to 35 and 3.1% on two duplexes. What's the highest interest rate on your others today? Do you know? The highest one I have right now is a 4.8% on one of my duplexes, which I've come this close to thinking about refinancing, but it's Small multifamily and not owner occupied. So I'm not really able to get a rate good enough for me to jump on it yet. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Just curious. All right. Thank you for that. And Matt, what was your last transaction? You've been, you've been busy. 
I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> you miss, yeah, you had a monster refund. Oh, dear God. Yeah, that's why. I mean, I, I wish I had a better camera. You'd see all the gray. Holy crap. Um, best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that. Um, the last deal that I did was uh, a $130,000 purchase okay. of a duplex. It yep. was uh, mainly due to emotionally abusing an asset manager at a bank because it was a foreclosure. Oh, wow. <clears throat> when did yep. you close that? Um, closed that on July. So in July, July 7th. Yeah. July, so you July, got, so you closed a foreclosure this year. Mm-hmm. Why do you know the story behind it? Why, I do. It was a foreclosure for a year and a half. <clears throat> they started, this, they, they, a year and a half ago, they actually foreclosed on it a year and a half. Ago. Oh, got it. So they took it back yeah. and then it just sat up. Yep. Okay. Got it. Got it. And so it sat, it started on the market at two sixty nine, and I bought it for one thirty. Mm-hmm. Yep. Greedy. Yep. Yeah. So greedy. All right. Yeah. So that's cool. So um, um, it was probably in a condition where you couldn't, you had to pay cash, I'm guessing. So it didn't have to pay cash. Oh, you didn't. Nope. I didn't have to pay cash. Um, but I did have to do 30,000 bucks worth of updates. So walk me, th- walk us through it. Right. So you're sure. buying, you're buying a, a property that's clearly in bad shape. Yep. Did the uh, bank that was selling it finance? Nope. So, so you, you just had a good relationship with your lender that they stepped in and like, Hey, we'll do this. But you, did they make you escrow 30 grand? Nope. But they made you commit to doing it. Yep. Okay. Uh, not, not even really that. I mean, it was, so your network being your net worth, mm-hmm. it was really just a conversation, which was, Hey, listen, I'll buy this. <clears throat> I'll put 20% down. Okay. So 26,000 bucks plus closing. Yeah. I'll put 26,000 bucks plus closing down. And here's my plans for the property. Cause they okay. obviously saw the pictures from the appraisal. Got it. <clears throat> so they said, oh, okay, what are your plans? And I was like, rent it out as is. They all laughed. And they're like, no, you're not going to do that. Yeah. And I go, yeah, yeah, we're going to, we're going to update it. We're going to take the chance to update it. Cause once we, once we buy, we like to update then. And yes, then we then never then. have any vacancies. Totally agree. Yeah. So um, it was one thirty. We purchased it for, did 30,000 bucks in updates. Um, don't know what the previous rent was, but my current rents on the two units, it's a, uh, two bedroom, one bath, four bedroom, one bath. Um, and my total rents are $3,203 a month. Wow. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and then you also are doing a, a, I don't know, a, would you call it a portfolio loan for the duplex? Yeah. 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 For the, so for the other stuff, so finishing off on that one, it was one thirty, thirty two hundred bucks a month in rent and my mortgage payment with taxes and uh, so pity, the pity payment, Yep. Uh, principal interest taxes insurance is 937 bucks a month. Nice. And so, yeah, 3,200 minus the 937. So that makes, uh, let me carry the one shit ton of money. <laughs> Just rounding it to a shit ton of money. <laughs> exactly. Yep. I round it up though. No, you so round, I did yeah. round up. Yes. You're greedy. You're greedy. Um, it's totally yes. greedy. See episode and, one for greedy. Yeah. And so that was an off, just a awesome, awesome deal. And then to your point, yes. So I'm doing a portfolio refi, which is for those of you who don't know what that is. <clears throat> once you get above 10 mortgages, you then have to either always be doing either private lending, commercial loans, or non-QM. Or once you've got an established relationship with a bank, they like depositors. Yes. Because whatever they have in their bank, they can lend out 10X on that number. Yeah, 10 to usually. one. Yeah. So uh, we did a portfolio loan. So my rate, it was on seven. I did seven buildings at the same time. Yep. 
they were all either uh, duplexes, uh, duplexes, tries, or quads. Okay. Seven buildings at the same time. Um, we are going to close next week, and we were able to pull out seven figures. And the only reason you so you do that for a couple of reasons, right? You want to have dry powder mm-hmm. for what could be some pretty outstanding deals. And again, mm-hmm. you were you've shared in past episodes that you've been kicking around bigger and bigger properties. Yes, that people want to, you know, so you're making a plan. You're not doing this because you're going to run away and, and party. You're you're going to deploy that on more stuff. Yeah, there's no there's no uh, earmarked funds for the Lamborghini. Yeah, there's that, nothing earmarked that it's it's truly right now. It's it's basically I you believe need to, you need to quit your damn job. <laughs> I mean, come like, on, dude. You, when that, that money that's going to be a count. Yeah. I don't know that I'm not going to be able to like that might be a problem. That should be a problem because you're going to have to deploy that thing, dude. You're going to waste 60 hours a week going to a freaking job. Let me introduce you to Saturday. <laughs> You've seen my kids. They'd love to have me around more. Saturday so, is yeah. awesome, man. Yeah. It's a great day. Yeah. Mike, you're being a bad influence. I'm not done yet. <laughs> not done yet. I got more I got to do. But yeah, so seven, so yeah, seven unit refi, pull out seven figures. The goal is we talk about it. We've been talking about it for months. We believe that there's not going to be a crash, but there is going to be a correction. And I just want to have cash available for those opportunities where motivated sellers. Yeah. Motivated sellers where they're saying I'm ready to get out. And Mike, I've gotten more motivated seller opportunities in the last three weeks than I have in the last three years, year, year and a half, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Year, year and a half. I'm telling you this little window I've been doing this so long. First off, finding Mm -hmm. motivated sellers is usually very hard. It is. We're going to have this little window between now and 12-31-21. Yes. That is going, and, and, and oh, by the way, the closer we get to Thanksgiving, the more valuable that pile of cash is. Yes. Because people yes. are going to take cash. They will take a $50,000 pay cut to get a guaranteed close. Because the people that are going to be closing after Thanksgiving or going into escrow after Thanksgiving, if they don't close by December 31st, it's a new year and they're trying to get out of next year's taxes. Yeah. So that exactly. pile of cash gets more valuable <clears throat> between now and the end of the year. So, yes. All right. So I, I guess talk about a few things I'm doing. So first and foremost, I'm doing the exact same thing. I have a nice pile of dry powder now, and I'm increasing that significantly. I'm, a, I'm the idiot that's actually going out and taking free and clear properties and adding debt to them because I like debt so much um, because I think I see a unique opportunity. Yes. Uh, I'm doing that on several properties um, in active, you know, appraisals paid for. So those should close in the next three to four weeks. Uh, again, for the same reason, I want to have the ability to write a check. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I assume that's <clears> going <throat> to give me some, you know, goodness. So we're doing that. Uh, we just went into contract to buy a two family. It's two houses on one lot. Uh, I think they're worth 250. Uh, the seller tried to sell them for a while, but because it's the kind of worst thing to own today, units with tenants, right? Mm-hmm. Because the moratorium, all of that. Um, they don't want to, they, they're just tired. Uh, they want to get into a better part of town. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they actually bought it in their 401k, right? So awesome. there's all these other little wrinkles. So mm-hmm. I'm going to come in, buy it cash. Uh, actually, I'm getting a loan. I take that back. I'm going to go get a non-QM loan. Um, and I'm going to put 50% down. It's going to cash flow fine. We already have one of the tenants with the 90-day notice because they're section eight. You have to do a 90-day notice. We're going to do that to the other tenant because they're under market. We're going to go fix them up, clean them up and, you know, take a six 
to 7% yield to probably nine and my market average is six, six and a half. So because I can do this, I have the relationships, uh, I will close. I got the opportunity to, you know, buy an asset at, you know, 2018 prices and um, I'll just hold it forever. It's fine. So yeah. And then the other thing I guess I'll talk about is I have a triplex that we bought over a year ago uh, to flip, right? It, it was three houses on one lot. Uh, this was actually purchased before the moratorium before this was bought. So I guess it was bought like November of 19. Wow. Um, so again, we did the right things as you would hope we would do. We gave everybody notice to get out the big house left right away. So we did a full on remodel. It was rented at six, six fifty. It's now 1500 to show you the difference. The next two tenants, uh, needed 90 day notice. Then COVID happened. Uh, so we didn't know what was going on. We, we rescinded the notices. We rescinded them. And we're like, hey, stay, right? We're, we don't want you to move. We don't know what's going on. Um, one tenant uh, performed, the other didn't and became a nuisance. So we evicted for other causes. Uh, so we turned their unit from a $500 uh, rent to 900. Mm. And the third and final tenant left about six weeks ago. They found another place to go. So we just fixed it. And now a, a property that was producing about 15 or 1800 produces 3,200. Yeah. yeah, we bought it for 175. Uh, and the beauty here, this was gonna be one of my pride of ownership flips. Uh, we agreed, uh, I had a buyer right away. We agreed to 300 grand, which would have meant we made like 25 or something. So not great, but it was enough. It, it fit our model. Uh, lo and behold, we, it's now a year and a half later, the building's worth at least 350, if not 380. Uh, but because this buyer bought other stuff from us, I'm going to just let it go at 300 and just keep my word uh, to what I was. So that's the other thing I'm doing is, is this is the last pride. Of, this is back to the whole point of I'm not selling anything anymore. That's the last <clears throat> pride of ownership flip I'm doing. Um, and it should have been sold six months ago or nine months ago, but we, we were, we let them stay. Then it took longer and longer. And again, we, we, we stuck to the price that we set a year ago. Uh, even though we don't have to, but uh, it was the right thing to do, I think. So those are the things we're doing. That's awesome. There's something that you brought up there that I think people might not have thought of. <clears throat> rents are skyrocketing across the board. You know, normally rentometer and the housing authority are pretty spot on, maybe a little bit behind because, you know, it goes up five to 7% a year. Mm -hmm. And in most markets now we're seeing 20 to 40% increases with yes. bidding wars on properties. Crazy. Section eight tenants are going to lose their housing because the housing authority is on, on a lag, like an inchworm effect. Like I've never the, seen before. <clears throat> by the time they realize how much rents are higher, I mean, that you talked about it in a video earlier this week where there's more funding going to the Section 8 program, which doesn't mean more people on the program. It means they'll be able to increase rates. Yeah, They haven't yet. Mm -mm. So my goal is usually to keep one-third of my tenants Section 8, one-third military, and one-third working or retired. My one-third Section 8 this year is less. Yeah, because I renewed a tenant on a tenant flip um, in June and section eight was $300 less than where I started. And there was a bidding war to where I ended up. Yeah. Um, so that's unfortunate for the section eight tenants. Mm -hmm. Hopefully housing authorities kind of play catch up. So again, I've been doing this for 20 years or so. Um, they historically don't catch up quickly. Mm -mm. They just don't. Yeah. What do you think, Mike? Usually like a 24 to 36 month lag. 
two to three years behind? Well, historically speaking, we've never had run-ups like this. Um, again, we the biggest run-up I saw in rents was 2010, 11, 12, when people were losing houses. Yeah. They were, they were about 12 months behind. Maybe I would actually give them credit. I'll say nine months behind. Okay. Wow. Okay. But you got to remember, we were going up six, seven, eight percent. We're seeing twenty yeah. percent. <clears throat> right. 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 And, and and I got well. The other thing I'm fearful of is they won't be able to compete. Right. And again, these are houses, so maybe it has to go all apartments. I don't know because I have I've not seen the same jump in apartments. It's definitely very housing heavy. I, I don't know, but it's a it's a very valid concern. Yeah. Where I am, they can't compete at all on single family. It's absolutely 100%. It's apartments. Yeah. And even that they're behind like 10, 15%, you know? So when they, when I walked in saying, I'm going to give you five units, mm -hmm. they were, they were astonished. They're like, really? How come? Yeah. And I was like, it's how I want to diversify. I want to help out because I'm tired of helping out on my own and getting a bad tenant when you mm -hmm. guys do a better job of finding people in need than I do. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So, yeah. Yeah. So this has been a lot of fun. I like people asking us. And again, we're open books. If you're in our Facebook group, which again is called one rental at a time works, do me a favor, tag uh, Matt, Dion and I, uh, I think, I think Matt's the lumberjack landlord is what you'll tag. And then Dion and I, and give us questions for next Thursday. You can count on the three amigos every Thursday. So Dion, how can people find you? Easiest way is right here on YouTube. I try to answer every comment uh, Dion talk financial freedom. Very cool. And you, Matt? Lumberjack Landlord on YouTube, lumberjacklandlord.com, and 11 a.m. Eastern Time streaming Rolling Coal this Sunday. You get to ask your questions live because it's been verified. Very cool. This ought to be fun. Well, thank you guys. Another great three amigos. Take care. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. Mm -hmm.